0: Welcome back everyone. Thank you so much for tuning into my podcast once again. I am coming back to you cuz I'm filling up these episodes so I can get them I can get them all done before the end of the month because I want to make sure that there are 30 episodes for the month of April. So, I'm making good on that as I promised and I am, I'm backfilling these episodes. So I just saw this post today. (laughs) Let me go in my Instagram right now. Let me see if I saved it because hopefully I did. But it, it really is a bit of a deeper subject, more talking about whether you have a degree or don't have a degree, or even more so than that, being quote unquote, professionally trained in something or self-taught, right? So that kind of goes with the, you have a degree or experience, something to that effect. And it was a chef who is known on Instagram. I guess you can say an Instagram chef. I think a lot of times now they're calling them um, TikTok chefs and things like that. They are kind of being beat up on by... Uh, classically trained chefs, and when I say classically trained chefs, I mean chefs that um, have gone to culinary school, whether it is a savory chef or pastry chef. So this has been the thing that's been going on for quite some time, actually, on the gram. And also, um, now that TikTok has become this huge thing, uh, yeah, it's also happening over there as well. So, The conversation that has been going on on this gentleman's page, who actually is an Instagram chef that I do follow, that I absolutely love, Um, he was basically posting and saying that he had an issue with this chef posting, talking about, I guess, putting down uh, chefs that have become famous on Instagram who are not classically trained or chefs that are on TikTok that have no, you know, professional culinary training. And I will tell you this, all of the chefs that I follow, okay, whether they call themselves a chef, whether they call themselves a cook, a baker, whatever it is. The majority, I would say 95% of the ones that I follow are people that I can relate to, people that are entertaining. Their videos are impeccable. They really go out of their way to edit their videos and make them very um, photojournalistic, or, you know, the cinematography um, is incredible. And, and I think I'm going to do maybe another episode of this where I give a shout out to each of these chefs that, you know, maybe do a whole episode on that. But I really wanted to talk about, you know, in this episode about being professionally trained and non-professionally trained. Now, I've been on both sides. I've been doing a lot of organization and a lot of things that I do with my own business. I was doing that before I went to school, before, you know, graduating from college or anything like that. It's made me choose certain things along my professional journey for a reason. Now, I've gone to school. I've graduated from college. I have a couple degrees, but I will tell you this. I'm glad that I have them because it taught me the professional channels and ways to you know, do things, especially when you're dealing in those circles. But when you go outside of that, when you go into the everyday space outside of the government circle or what you would say the nine to five professional circle that needs things a certain way or industry type stuff, um, it's kind of good to have both. You know, I'm not saying that you have to go to culinary school to become a chef. I'm not saying that, you know, you can't do taxes and all this kind of stuff because you're not an accountant, you know, all that sort of thing. Not at all. But it does teach you those those little nuances and things that you otherwise may not learn um from the professional side. You know, whereas the home trained person, it's a lot of trial and error because they're not learning the specific I don't even know what the word is. Um the specific techniques, you know, that because everything is rolled out to you in school a certain way, you have specific techniques for things you um and, and they break it up over those four years of college, you know, even if you're going to school for hospitality and, you know, majoring in pastry arts or whatever it is, they break up all that information over time and you approach each thing over time. And I have worked with professional chefs, classically trained, and ones that were home chefs, and they both have their disadvantages and they both have their advantages. The advantages, again, with having the degree, you actually, or having the training, it doesn't necessarily have to be a degree, but the training, certificate, diploma, whatever, it gives you the intricate details in a professional manner. Right. And lays everything out for you. um, I guess you could say in in the order that you should be learning them. Right. So there's less room for error that way. Now, on the other side, the people who are not trained, it's there's going to be a lot of error which this is, has been my experience. There's a lot of error and there's a lot of things that you have to learn, even from the professional side, even from um, a standpoint of, um, you know, how you deal with certain situations if somebody doesn't like something, especially when it comes to food. Somebody doesn't like something, something comes apart or, you know, these sort of things. Now, you learn a lot of this stuff In school, you do learn a lot of this stuff in school, what you can do, um, how you can fix things on the fly. Um, If a cake falls apart, how you can get it back together on the fly. You know, all these sort of things you learn. Right. Where I find that the people who are not classically trained learn by trial and error, more error and more trial, I think, than the people who went to school. Now, what I have found in my experience, and I have worked with professional chefs, Food Network, uh, Cooking Channel, if you know my background, you know. What I have found is that the classically trained chefs, the professionally trained chefs, the culinary school chefs, what often happens is that they tend not to adapt to situations, you know, adverse situations easily, because they've been trained in such a way that it needs to happen this way. So it's a little bit tougher. This has been my experience with dealing with these folks that it is a little tougher for them to adapt. It's a little tougher for them to be put in like a hot water type situation, because they are more, it's almost like working in a diner, like working in the neighborhood diner versus working at a five-star steakhouse. Five-star steakhouse runs impeccably, you know, Michelin star type restaurants. They run impeccably smooth right? It doesn't mean they don't go through things, you know, it doesn't mean that things don't go wrong, but there is a check and a balance in every single corner, turn, whatever. Whereas the diner, it's like, dah, 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 dah. pick up, you know, you, you, <laughs> do you guys remember the skit that they used to do? I think, I think it wasn't on a, in living color, but it was some type of that. Di- He's like, pick up. And he would slam on the bell and, and, and the, the chef had his hat all to the side because it's diner food. It's Waffle House type, you know, situations. It's the local, you know, diner with the with the wild coleslaw and dope burgers and, you know, big giant pieces of chocolate cake <laughs> that five people can split. You know what I mean? Like the ones that have the little mints at the door, you know, like the neighborhood diner, like those type of places, the gritty places, you know. They run a little bit differently because they're used to the club letting out and they get all of these people rushing in there. Whereas the five star Michelin, you know, rated restaurant is, you know, there is no such thing as just walking in. You must have a reservation and you must wear a jacket and you must do things a certain way. And when things go left, it's very hard. Um, What I have found in my experience, it's very hard for them to adapt Whereas the other way, they just know how to adapt because they're used to the crazy. They're used to the, you know, off the cuff. So I guess it is a preference of what you like versus what you don't like. Now, I love a good steakhouse. I love a good, you know, bougie situation. If anybody knows me well enough, but I love the local diner too. You know, I go to my old pizza place in New York to this day. Okay, people, I'm in my 40s i have gone to this pizza joint since i was in high school and i can still walk in there and they know they said ah renee you're getting your sicilian slice you know like they know i've been coming there oh my god i think i've been going there since i was like 15 16 years old and you know the old man um and i'm saying the old man let me not call him the old man but you know the old man sicilian cat that was running the joint You know, he has since passed on and, you know, his uh, sons have taken over and their children. You know what I mean? Like this place is it's a staple. It's a staple. So I see how those things run. Now, could they transition to a fine dining Italian restaurant? Probably, but they will be a little bit rough around the edges. But let me tell you something, they know how to deal with a crazy crowd. Because they know what it's like for the bus, the city bus, to let out right in front of the shopping center and like mad kids get off the bus from high school. and they're completely slammed and the pizza is slinging the quarter waters are flowing if you if you, you I'm telling my age now when I talk about quarter waters right I mean this was the thing I remember when the pizza was 75 cents a slice and a quarter water was a quarter you paid a dollar and you had the best pizza of your life. And it's still, I don't know what they put in this dough. I don't know what they're doing with this sauce, but I'm going to tell you right now, it still tastes the same from when I was 15 years old. It's amazing. And they have become a neighborhood staple. And that's just what it is. My friends and I growing up, this is where we used to go all the time, you know? So I understand the neighborhood joint and I tend to relate to that more because I cook I throw down in the kitchen and I bake I do my thing okay but I love the down home as much as I love the fine dining yes I've been in many situations where I loved fine dining I've traveled abroad and gone to fine dining which is a whole other level you know but I love the down home I love That the fact that these folks are relatable. So I, like I said, 95% of these um, foodie people that I follow are not classically trained. And I realized that to just today when I saw this guy's post and he was basically, why, you know, why are you getting mad? We're doing our thing. You doing your thing. We're doing our thing, you know, and he was even went so far as to say, and these be the same people that want to collab with you. Because what it is, is that a lot of the classically trained, not all, please don't come for me, not all, but sometimes they're not as relatable. They don't put as much effort into their videos. You know, all of these people that I watch, they all have a tagline. They all have something catchy about what they do in each of their videos, um, the the cinematography of their videos. This one brother, like I said, I'm going to do another um, episode where I give shout outs to a specific uh, handful that I do follow. But this one brother, his cinematography and the music choices that he uses is amazing. It hits every single time, every time, because he has really thought this out and said, you know what? I'm going to be as professional as possible. Right. But I'm also going to give you relatability, you know, and he gives you all the steps. And I'm like, okay, this is some serious editing that this brother's doing right now. But then you got folks who, because they're classically trained or they went to the Culinary Institute or they went to, you know, some other, you know, a La Cordon Bleu or, you know, any of these places which are great institutions. I am not knocking any of these places, but you got to be relatable. Don't just think because you graduated from there, it automatically means that, oh, you're the cream of the crop because sometimes I've tasted some of these, the, the food of some of these so-called uh classically trained chefs and they are just blah and it's the neighborhood chef the neighborhood cat on the come up who loved to cook and was like yo I'm gonna make a business out of it I'm gonna you know entrepreneur myself (laughs) through this you know pandemic or whatever when people was losing their jobs left and right and they all sprung up out of nowhere I'm not mad at y'all I'm getting your cookbooks, I'm supporting y'all, you know what I'm saying, I'm sending you a little $5 cash app every now and then, because I love the relatability, and I love that you break it down, that the everyday person can understand, and when I tell you my people's cook, they cook, my mom is a phenomenal cook, my mom's food can blow away any restaurant any day because they don't have the same touch. They don't have the same love. They're not just cooking for the masses. They're cooking with love. They're cooking from the soul. They're not just cooking because they have to fill orders. They're not just cooking because they're trying to win Michelin stars and there's nothing wrong with that. But don't knock the hustle of the other people and then you wanna turn around and ask them to collab with you? because you know they're doing something right. They're doing something that you are not. So instead of knocking them for what they are doing, check to see what you're not doing. That's making them rise up in fame the way that they are. And I will tell you this, I, a lot of these folks, and there are some of these um, internet um cooks and all that sort of stuff that, you know, you look at their recipes and their recipes are kind of off. Now, there's a few of them, too, who are out here faking the funk, who their recipes are not together. The measurements, all that sort of stuff. I cook now more by sight than anything else. I mean, baking is more of a science because you have to have the right... Amount of eggs and you know baking powder, baking soda for leavening reasons and all of that. So baking is the science, but when you're cooking savory food, it's on taste. It's to taste. You know when you read a recipe and it says to taste, that means to your liking. You know. So when you know there are a lot of chefs out there who are doing stuff and the the measurements are just off. Speaking more about the savory food, and I'm like, nah, that's not gonna work. And I've tried some of them and they didn't work. But this crop of people that I follow right now, in the last couple of years, especially since the pandemic, because it's when they really came rise to fame came in. I'm telling you, I've tested a lot of their recipes and I've bought some of their cookbooks. Some of them, their cookbooks cost a dollar or two fifty or whatever it is, you know, over the holidays. And I bought their cookbooks and I have absolutely used their recipes to the T just to see how it come out. And they are on point. They've been doing this for a minute. And they may not have been out on Instagram doing it, but they've always been cooking in the background or love cooking, you know, with their family in the kitchen or whatever the case may be. But I'm telling you, they're killing the game. So what I'm going to say to all of you professional chefs and, you know, um, you know, decorated chefs and chefs with degrees and all of that, all you have to do is be relatable, make your food delicious and be relatable. But what I'm finding with a lot of you guys, men and women, is that you're not relatable. You're thinking because I graduated from XYZ Culinary School that my work is over. And that's not the case. You got to make your videos interesting. Make your videos interesting. You got to make it so that people actually want to cook your food. You know what I mean? And you guys will hear all these little noises. I got emails coming in and all these things going on. You know how it goes. So be relatable. Don't knock somebody else's hustle because oh, you didn't think of something or you didn't do something or whatever the case may be. Um, like I said, I don't. I don't even know how else to say it. I. I don't want to offend people. I'm. I'm not gonna go there. We, we're gonna. We're gonna pull back. <laughs> like I said, I'm gonna give people their proper shine in another episode, but again, don't knock somebody else's hustle because you haven't figured out the secret to why they are liked, why people love them, and I just said this to my mom today, 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 I just said to my mom, you know what, some people just don't like you because other people like you, that's the hate, They don't know you. You haven't done anything to them. You haven't talked smack about them. Nothing. Some people just don't like you because other people like you. And it just irritates their spirits. But that's okay. Keep going. Shout outs to all the professional chefs that have all the degrees. I know you worked hard. I know it's not simple. I've taken a handful of culinary classes just to like, you know, brush up on things. And let me tell you something. I can't imagine doing that for two years or four years. Is, that's not my ministry. <laughs> y'all did y'all thing. I have to say, I'm not putting that down. But don't knock the home chef. Don't knock the home cook or the home baker because I'm going to tell you right now, those folks are killing the game, killing the game in a great way, all right? So my thing is find out what they're doing and say, you know what? Give them their props. Like, I see you. Work together. That's the thing. Work together because I see a lot of grumblings, especially in the black community and, oh, he's a this and he's a find out what he's doing because you don't know him. You don't know her, but you're hating on them and you have no idea why. And people are buying their cookbooks and they're constantly in the comments saying, yo, I bought the cookbook at Christmas. I bought your Thanksgiving cookbook and it was bomb. We made mad recipes from it and it was delicious. Listen, <laughs> results don't lie. You know what I mean? Results don't lie. And I can tell you, A lot of these folks, I have, I think I have four cookbooks from these so-called TikTok chefs. And I'm telling you right now, their recipes are legit. And I'm a person that I can go according to the recipe and follow it to a T and I can also do cook by sight. You know what I'm saying? My famous uh, turkey that I do, you know, for Christmas or I've done for Thanksgiving in the past or whatever, I don't even need to measure because I've been doing it for so long right? But these people figured out the measurements for things and I followed it to the team and they were delicious, delicious. And then you take that and put your little spin on it and make it your thing. Stop knocking people's hustle and try to figure out what is it that they're doing that has people being like, yo, this is really dope. Figure that out, figure that out and implement it into your business. And I promise you, you'll succeed. All right, you guys, I'm off my soapbox now. I am going to go to sleep <laughs> because it's already one o'clock in the morning and I would like to enjoy my Saturday. So that's what I'm going to do. I will talk to you guys later. Please like, share, subscribe. Um, follow me on Instagram. It's my most active social media at Onyx Media. And if you tag me and let me know that you are listening to the podcast, I will repost you in my stories as a shout out. Enjoy your weekend, you guys. Bye. savings simplified. Don't search for coupon codes ever again. With one click, Honey's smart shopping assistant will automatically apply discounts to your cart in seconds. Save on all your favorite things. Easily pay less for products you're already buying online. It's as easy as one, two, three. Join Honey for free. It takes two clicks to add Honey to your Chrome, Safari, Firefox, or Opera browser. Find savings in seconds. While you shop, Honey will find working promo codes across the entire internet. And you save instantly. With one click, Honey will apply the best deals to your cart. It's that easy. So what are you waiting for? Get Honey. Download it today. Visit our link www.tinyurl.com forward slash O-N-Y-X-H-O-N-E-Y. That's www.tinyurl.com forward slash Onyx Honey. Start saving right now.